Asaf Aaron Prisman on the Parsha. Parsha Snosoy. Don't catch the flying sparks and the nausea. Shalom to everyone. This week, Parsha Snosoy from Nechut Slovitz, I'd like to share with you a, a very unique concept that the Benishchai, the Helige Benishchai introduces in the Parsha of Nazir, in this week's Parsha. And he uses it to answer several questions. So although it will have my usual structure, which is questions, a concept, and how that concept answers the question, but this time it's going to be more, less pshat, but more drash. As we mentioned several times, the Torah can be deciphered more than one way. That's the idea of Shivim Panim La and that's the idea of Pardis, which is the acronym of four different ways of understanding everything in the Torah. Pay is for pshat, the simple way, drash, then you have remez and soid. So this time will be more on the side of the drash slash soid. Nothing I'm saying will be my own. It's all the way I understood what I read in the Sefer, the Ben Yoyada, which is the Ben Ishchai. And before we start, just want to give a small hakdama that one of my rabbanim, his name is Arav Boyer, he told us that we're not all supposed to be Mekubalim, of course, but at least we should make a small effort in our lifetime to be as affiliated with some basic concepts in Kabbalah, some we already know, such as the Ten Spheres, that we know the world is composed of Ten Spheres, and some of them were, we all know through Sphere Sawimel, in the Siddur it's brought down, the last seven Spheres, there's really ten, the last seven is Chesed, Vora, Tiferet, Netzachod, Yesod, Malchut, there's also Chochma, Bina, and Das, the first three. And today I want to share another concept but that perhaps some of you already know. But with this concept, the Ben Ishchai uses to answer several questions, which you might find other answers to some of the questions. But I thought it would be nice to share this point of view with, of the Ben Ishchai with you today. And if we have time, Be'ez Hashem will end with the story as well. So enough with the Akdama, and let's start. Parashas Nozir in Parashas Nosoy talks about someone that takes, takes upon himself to get closer to Hashem in a spiritual way, we'll call it, and he decides to be a Nazir. The Parsha goes on to explain what a Nazir, a Nazir means he can't be Tame even when the close relative of his passes away, he can't get in contact with him, he can't become Tame and impure, he has more restricted rules with becoming Tame, he cannot, he has to refrain himself from drinking wine, eating grapes, etc., etc., and he has to keep his hair long. And then later on in the parsha, towards the end, it, sa- uh, it says a very interesting thing. That what if suddenly, and it screams out from the Pasuk that it's not his fault, because it says if suddenly, met alav befeta pitom. what if suddenly a person dies near him unexpectedly, and as a result, he causes him to be impure, tame, then he has to shave his head, and there's a whole process of what he has to do, and then he has to bring two pigeons as a sacrifice to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. One represents, and it represents the idea of the, that, the fact that he sinned. That he sinned. And on that, there's a Gemara. The Gemara says, that the Gemara in Anorim says, that Rabbi Lezer HaKeper says, from here we learn, because it says that once he brings these sacrifices, yeah, it says, Suddenly a, a dead person falls on him. 
וכיפר עליו מאשר חטא על הנפש. At the end it says, after he brings these sacrifices, it's gonna be... Then he, then he becomes atoned for his sins. It's going to be mechaper on his chet. So obviously he did a chet. Says Rabbi Lezer HaKeper in the Gemara Nedarim Dar Fiyud Amud Alef. What does this mean? What do we learn from here? V'chiper lav ma'asher chata l'nefesh. What does it mean? What, did he really sin? How did he sin? And he answers, which is a bit of out of context, and that's going to be one of the questions, because the context seemed to be that, that A, it wasn't his fault bichlal, and B, the, the, the sin was getting in contact with an impure body. But instead, it says, And this is pretty famous, Rashi brings it down on the spot. The fact that he refrained himself from drinking the wine is the reason that he sinned, that he's called a sinner, and he has to bring this, this sacrifice. So now we can start with our questions. Question number one. When it describes that he sinned, this Nazir, it doesn't describe that he sinned with his body, which you would think is body because he didn't, he refrained himself from drinking wine. So the fact that he refrained himself from drinking wine, that's not something he's stopping a pleasure from his nefesh. Nefesh is more a part of the soul. So it has to do with that he refrained to enjoy his, his goof. He didn't, let, he didn't let his body enjoy the wine. That's question number one. So why does it say nefesh and not guf? It says asher chata ala nefesh. It should have been asher chata ala guf. Question number two. Not everyone likes wine and grapes. So if one person doesn't like wine and grapes, why, why is it called that he sinned? It is, he doesn't like that stuff any, anyways. So why is it called like he refrained himself from these pleasures? He doesn't, it's not a pleasure for him. He, he doesn't like that stuff. And surely it's talking about people like this as well. So what's pshat? What's going on over here? The other questions is that if you look in the Gemara, I, I referenced earlier, they ask the Gemara asks on him, what do you mean? How do you see in the Pasuk that that's the reason he sinned? Because he refrained himself from wine. In the context of the Pasuk, it sounds like he sinned because it became impure. So, so how did Rabbi Lezer get that? And he said, no, there's a hint in the Pasuk that he sinned, and he sinned again. So from here, there's a hint to the fact that there's two sins, and therefore, what, the obvious first sin is uh, that, is the, according, according to Rabbi Lezer Kepel, there's the sin that he refrained from wine, and also later on, there's the sin that he became impure. But the words that he sinned, and then he sinned again, sounds like it's the same sin, not a different sin. So surely, to answer this question, the Mahalach to answer this question is that there's some sort of connection between these two sins, the impu- becoming impure and also refraining himself from drinking wine. And the last question, and even if you don't remember all the questions, Mirza Shem will go over them when we say the concept that answers them. The last question is, why is it his fault? Why is it his fault that, that he became impure? It screams out from the Pasuk that it suddenly happened, Pitom. It wasn't his fault. It just, the dead body fell on him or in the same tent with him and it makes him impure. So why is he to blame? To answer all these questions and more, says the Heilige Ben Ishchai, a famous concept, which is the following. Adam Arishon, Chet Adam Arishon, when he sinned, when he sinned, what happened was, all the, we'll call it, parts of his neshama, spiritual 
holy parts of Neshama, his Neshama was on a very high level, a lot of Kedusha, they fell into all kinds of areas in the world. They, they were diffused into different places in the world. In all aspects, Domem, Tzomea, Chayu, Medaber, living people, living creatures, plants, everything. Now, the Mekubalim call this concept Nitzotzot HaKedusha, which are little particles of Kedusha that came originally from the Helege Neshama of Adam Rishon. And one of our purposes in life is to metaken these Nitzotzot, which means Levarer. Levarer means to, to sift. We pretty much need to, and we'll see how we do this, to take the Kedusha because now it's mixed in all different kinds of places in the world. These nitzatzot, these particles of Kedusha originated from Adam Arishon's Neshama are in all kinds of physical things in this world. And our job is to elevate and take that Kedusha out and make it part of us. Because we all came from the Neshama of Adam Arishon. This is a concept that you'll have to take it from the Ben Ishchai. It's found in different places. Al Kolpanim. How do we do this? How do we attack it? And how do we make our neshama, our nefesh, more kadosh? By doing what HaKadosh Baruch is telling us with these physical aspects of the world. For example, when we make a bracha on a, on a glass of wine, then we're mekadosh it. And through that, we take away from that wine those particles of kedusha, spiritual particles of kedusha, and, and, and make it one with our, our, our neshama. Also, our neshama, our nefesh, has mixed into it a bit of tame things, and we take it out by elevating that as well. That's what I understand from what the Ben Ishchai is saying. And as a result, everything we do, be, be it when we make a bracha a bracha a havdala, we take one for bris mila, we eat anything, anything we do from a physical perspective, we we ma'ale the nitzatzot kedusha to become part of us, and. Some explain, you think Adam Arishon was, was, uh, was so low, there's no way that he made this mistake and he sinned. His whole, the, the sin, someone explained, was a whole cheshpin. He calculated that this is the purpose of life. So he had to sin to create this situation that will have the ability to mitaken and decipher and take out the nitzotzot kedusha, these particles of kedusha from his neshama that have spread all over the world, all over the physical world. That bracket that idea, but... but that, that's what comes out. And you, I, and you can see many, many places in Chazal that show this concept. For example, why did Hashem send us Davka to Mitzrayim? Because Mitzrayim was the epitome of Tumah. But in those Tumah, there were Nitzoytzois of Kedusha, like everything else. So when we were there, we had the ability to sift them out and make them part of us. And that's one of the reasons also that it says that we can't ever go back to Mitzayim. Why? Because we already maximize our potential in Metak in that place and taking all the Nitzotzot Kedusha out from there. So too, some explain, that's why David HaMelech had so many women in Shloimo, because they wanted to, it's not stam physical, but they wanted to elevate that and take away the Kedusha from there and get that to be part of their Neshamas. Now, once we got part of the, once we established this concept, then we can answer all the questions we raised. First of all, indeed, by the person, the Nazir, refraining from drinking wine, it's not a matter of depriving his physical body from pleasures. That's not the issue over here. It's a lot deeper than that. 
It's the idea that he now deprived himself from elevating and connecting to those particles of Kedusha from the original Neshama of Adam Avishon that we're all connected to. And now we could have, it was part of our Neshama, we could have fixed. So by refraining from, from any physical pleasures that are allowed in this world and elevating them, and through that taking out the, the Nitzotzot Kedusha, that was the sin. And therefore it doesn't matter. And therefore it's evident that the sin has to do, first of all, with the nefesh and not the goof. We're not talking about the body. The body is not the one that we deprive the pleasure from. That's not the nakuda at all. The nakuda is the nefesh, the side of the spirit, our spiritual side, because now we can't mitak in it. Now it's going to be more impure and less purity is going to come to it from the particles of Kedusha. We can also see now the relationship, like the Gemara said, that there's two sins. And it sounds like he repeated the same sin, but it's not. One's depriving himself from wine, and one is having the the Tamil person that he became that touched him or affected him to become impure. It seems like they're unrelated, but it sounds like the Jasha is that he did the same sin. He didn't do the same sin. The answer is those two sins are related. They're both the idea of making himself more Tamil because he allowed more Tuma, impurity, to be in his nefesh, because he's not metakin and ma'ale, the nitzotzot kedusha to be connected to him. So too, this either sin is also to do with impurity. So there is a Kesha at least between the two sins. They're not totally out of left field. And through that we can also answer the question we raised. I don't know if we raised, but we'll answer this question. The Iun Yaakov asks, the Iun Yaakov asks, I don't understand. Why was it his fault? It seems like the, the dead body just fell on him, pitom. So why is it his fault? He should be an anus, anus rachmana patri. He shouldn't be held responsible if, if suddenly something happened by surprise and it wasn't your fault. And he answers, it's midah kineged midah. When HaKadosh Baruch sees a person doing an effort, going in a certain way, then HaKadosh Baruch helps him that he'll be able to live his whole life in that way. If he makes sure to only eat kosher, then HaKadosh Baruch will also help him that even by oinus, even if it's not his fault, he'll continue eating kosher without him knowing. As opposed to a person that does not makpid so much, so HaKadosh Baruch says, okay, he doesn't care, I'll give him more impure things that he'll have, even though it won't be his fault. So to hear, it is his fault, this Nazar, because he showed HaKadosh Baruch from a certain perspective, of course, that he doesn't care if he's not adding more Kedusha and Tahara, to his nefesh, i.e. he doesn't mind if there's Tuma involved there. So to Hashem says, you don't care so much? Okay, there'll be more Tuma related to you. Of course, everything has to be taken from a certain perspective because there's also aspects of Anazah that are good, but that's for a different time to, to explain how everything works together. We managed to answer everything and the concept is based on that by having the right Kavanas and, and eating Lishma and drinking Lishma for the sake of saying a Bracha, and getting closer to Hashem, like we do, drinking on Purim and drinking on Pesach, the Abba Koisus, and Avdola and Brismilo, etc., etc., and, and, and any Sudas mitzvah that we do, we're actually elevating and attacking all the food, even just by eating. And the person should realize this because it's important to have the Kavana that we're doing that. We're not just eating for our physical, pleasurely needs. As I promised, I want to end with a with a story that screams out this idea, the last idea we raised, that the way in which a person wants to go, HaKadosh Baruch is moilichim, and he helps to ensure he'll be in that way, be it for good, or be it for bad. This is a story I said many years ago, 
I don't remember all the details, but the gist of it I remember. In a certain city, once upon a time, there were many decrees against Rahman al-Islam, many decrees against the Jews. And one of them was that they weren't allowed to eat kosher, not shechted meat. However, there's some Helege Yiddins that were working in a butcher place where they gave meat to people and it's like a restaurant slash butcher place. And they actually did give the Jewish people that they were aware of kosher meat. And then how did you know if you had kosher meat or not? When they charged you at the end, so these Jewish workers would ask for a bit more money because there was more work involved, of course, to make the meat kosher. Once upon a time, two people come to eat and they order meat and they can't say we want kosher meat, of course, but then, and then they eat and they get, uh, and at the end they finish eating, they come to pay, they come to pay, and one guy, indeed, he got the, the more expensive price, and the second guy came to pay and they charged him the cheap price. He became pale, he says, what? Why, why the cheap price? You didn't give me the kosher meat? So the person became pale as well, the, the, the tzaddik that sells the meat, and he says, I'm sorry. The only way I can know if someone's Jewish or not, because apparently they weren't allowed to wear yarmulkes as well, is if you washed or not. And I didn't notice you washed before the meal. We see from this crazy story the same idea. Because the person didn't ensure that he washed properly before he ate, so too he lost out on eating the kosher meat. Yeratzon that will... Be aware of this concept, at least, that through physical actions we do in this world, we also do a mitzvah, we also metakin and make ourselves more holy. All we need to do is have the right kavana and realize that when we drink and eat, we're doing that to add more kedusha to the world and to ourselves. Yilatzon will be aware of it, and through that, get closer to Hashem. Have a chance. This is the Prisman of Torah podcast. Visit our website, prismanoftorah.com. You can email us, prismanoftorah at gmail.com. Don't forget to share the link with your friends, neighbors, and family. Thank you to Yonu Vefa for his studio equipment. This podcast is produced for free by Ellie Podcast Productions. Lelunesh Masiyas Hok Isaac Ben Ramosha.